0: welcome everyone to another episode of i think i love you with your host as always Loverboy boy Lose. I hope everyone's doing well out there thank you for tuning in i appreciate all the love and support man can't be waiting do more episodes with everyone my interviews putting them out so keep on sharing with all your friends and keep on reviewing and posting about it helps me out a lot and you know what else just a follower too so I can ask, you know, just one follow on my social media. It helps people learn about this podcast. That's why I do it. I hate saying that because I'm a low key guy. You, are, you guys know that. But I just want people to listen to this podcast, and because they can learn something from it. I mean, there's people that hit me up and say, "Damn, I like your podcast because we do real people out here. They share their real stories." And I think at the end of the day, we can all learn something from that. So please share on and I'll be giving out more episodes. Today's episode is going to be about Mon- Anthony's friends, Sue. Now, Sue has an interesting relationship or she had an interesting relationship. Don't want to give out too many details, but this episode is really about where... Marriage comes into place, what people do after they get married, and just finding oneself after marriage because it's different. I don't care how long you've been with your boyfriend, girlfriend, or whoever, marriage is a whole different game story. And for someone to change their whole methods, man, there's a whole lot to go with that. So, for all you young people out there, and for the wiser, older people too. This one's an episode that you want to keep your ears tuned in the whole entire time. That's a sneak peek, and let's roll it. Welcome to I Think I Love You, where we keep it real with your past, current, and future relationships. With your host, Loverboy Los. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of I Think I Love You with your host, Loverboy Los. So I got a very cool guest with me today. Producer Anthony helped me get her on. Thank you, Sue, for being part of this and welcome to my show.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: So one of the things you were telling me when I met up with you was that you were a very monogamous person. And now after you went through this trip, you're more, as you would say,
1: Um, a serial bachelor.
0: A serial bachelor. It
1: uh, a bachelorette.
0: I wanna learn more about that. What made you change? Because that's a big change from being just I'm gonna stay with one person this whole time. It's like, you know what? Maybe my life isn't really about that.
1: Well, when I was younger, um part of being a serial monogamous is not really just being with one person. Mm-hmm. Really it's it's about always needing to be in a relationship. Mm, okay. So when one relationship wouldn't work out for one reason or another, mm-hmm. um, Like, I was already looking for the next person to attach myself to. Yeah. So, that's something that I realized after the fact. I didn't Mm -hmm. notice it at the time. I just thought it was normal. And my parents were, like, happy about it because they wanted me to be in a relationship and get married.
0: Oh, your parents were okay with you being in a relationship all the time?
1: Well, that's what they wanted. They wanted me to get married and have kids. And so, the only way to do that... Oh, no, I wasn't that young. I mean, Oh, okay.
0: I was like, dang.
1: I know I look young, but... uh, (laughs) Um no I was what 18 in my first real relationship. Uh-huh. And then yeah that that went on. I had like I think 3 boyfriends. Yeah. Um
0: up until then.
1: Till I was 25. Oh okay. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, 3 3 relationships in was that 7 years? Yeah. I was Damn, like with yeah. one person for That's years, long. next person for years, yeah. It was it was good cuz I yeah. learned how to be in a relationship. Mhm. But at the same time, my reason for doing it was because I was scared to be alone because I wanted really? to share my identity with one other person. Mm-hmm. And like, I wouldn't show up as Sue. I'd show up as Sue and well, I'm not going to say his name, but whoever Sue John, and this guy, Sue and that guy. So yeah, you know, um, it takes a lot of time mm-hmm. away from that experience to actually recognize what you're doing. Mm, okay it wasn't malicious i wasn't like mean or using anybody it was Mm -hmm. you know i loved those people but
0: you really cared about them. you really wanted to be in a relationship with them yeah at the time so let me backtrack a little you get in one relationship breakup happens you just what next month next year you just back go back in uh your second relationship or how does it go
1: my first relationship didn't work out. The guy was a lot older than me. Yeah. And, like, my parents didn't like him.
0: Oh, so your parents didn't like
1: They didn't really that's know him hard. until okay. later. So, you know, they didn't really like him. And um, he was, like, an international person and traveled a lot and mm. wanted me to, like, kind of ditch my life and, like, travel around with him.
0: Yeah, that's not always going to end up well
1: funny thing is the second relationship was the same exact situation oh uh, <laughs> yeah I'm, well not you exactly got a type. But yeah <laughs> i guess at the time i had a type and did not work out for me uh-huh. that is no longer my type they <laughs> learned these lessons
0: um, yeah so what uh made you want to be with these type of guys and at first what's is it just because something that attracted you to them or was it more like you were saying you just wanted to be in relationships, so they were the next guy up?
1: You know, I asked myself this question mm-hmm. much later, and I realized that it was because during that time in my life, I felt like I wanted to be an adult and make grown-up decisions, mm-hmm. and also. I was a little afraid to make those choices on my own. So like being attached to a guy and, you know, we as a couple could make these decisions together.
0: Mm, okay.
1: It felt like kind of a way out for me because mm-hmm. prior to that, you know, I was, I'm the youngest kid in my family by,
0: Oh, so you're like the baby. Of years. The family, yeah, I'm yeah. the baby.
1: So I've always been kind of treated like the baby. And I was like, well, you know, I'm in this relationship and I'm going to go with my boyfriend and we're going to mm-hmm. do this and that. And, you know, we're
0: going to be adults. Yeah.
1: And like, it was my first taste of freedom Mm -hmm. but at the same time it was like a different kind of not freedom you know Mm -hmm. because once you're in the relationship you're not really free the way you are when you're single so that's something i didn't know either because i went from you know my parents telling me what to do all the time Mm -hmm. my boyfriends didn't tell me what to do but there are things that you have to be conscious of when you're in a relationship Mm -hmm. um and like you know, in order to treat the other person, right, you have to keep them in the loop about your life and yeah. run things by them and things like that. So I don't have to do that now. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time in my life that I didn't have to answer to people all the time. So, you know. What
0: was your best relationship before you decided to just be single? Um,
1: that's that's hard. Um, I was engaged my second boyfriend and i got engaged uh wait
0: how old were you when you got engaged
1: 22
0: oh so you're 22 okay and how long were you with the guy
1: uh before we were engaged i think a little over two years or maybe around there somewhere okay and then we were engaged for three months so
0: damn so it only lasted three months after that
1: yeah guess why why you gotta guess
0: he cheated on you no you cheated on him no he Lie to you about something.
1: No. You're never going to guess. All right. Your
0: parents, your parents forced <laughs> you out of it.
1: No, they really liked him. He went to oh, this like shoot. really good university. He had a really good job. Degree, guys. I been it set. matters. Let's put it this <laughs> way. I, I would have been set and I would have had a good life with him. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so he proposed to me on the beach. Uh huh. It was really romantic. And I really meant it when I Damn, said yes. Damn, on guess. the
0: beach too. Yeah. But yeah. How do you go from that? He was getting to a lot of months. anxiety
1: about going to the beach. I'm like, we gotta go. We gotta go. I'm like, why? The, the sun's about it's to like, set. You know, we don't have time. Like, we gotta get it's to the beach. Just a
0: day at the beach. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> he was so adamant about getting there before the sunset. I was like, okay, okay, dude. <laughs> and now I know why. I feel bad. Mm-hmm. I was trying to talk him out of it. <clears throat> oh, maybe if I had tried harder at the time, none of the future events would have happened. Mm. Um. So yeah, the engagement for the first. Month or so was like really exciting, and mm-hmm. I was so happy to show off my ring. And people were like, "You're so young," and I'm like, "Yes, but I yeah, love him. But I
0: love him, yeah."
1: And I did, and I tell people this story.
0: Uh-huh. So I'm
1: going to tell you the story that I tell people, and okay. then I'm going to tell you the reality.
0: The reality. Okay. See?
1: So what I tell people, which is also true, mm-hmm. he asked me to after we get married. He asked me to. uh move in with his mom for six months or so so okay. that she could teach me how to cook
0: wait hold up what?
1: <laughs> like our relationship prior to that did mm-hmm. not feel like he expected me to learn how to cook meals for him when he came home from work it didn't. It wasn't the kind yeah. of relationship we had
0: yeah I'm kind of confused like he was with you for two years and this whole entire time he didn't tell you hey I kind of like a girl that cooks
1: I mean I did cook for him here and there yeah as one does when you know you're trying to survive yeah. and you need food, but it was more like some a, a flip had switched. Mm. No, a switch had flipped. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, I do I, that sometimes. I flip my words. It's okay. Um, yeah, it was more like a switch had flipped because <clears throat> he's a pretty traditional guy. His family is traditional. Okay. So during courtship, it's like you behave one way, but when you've got the girl locked down, like there are new expectations that I'm supposed to know about mm. if I was also traditional mm-hmm. and my parents are traditional. So I guess I should have seen that coming, but yeah. um, I freaked out.
0: So, so th- you saw that with your parents' relationship that you knew what was coming to you?
1: Well, I wasn't expecting to have the same relationship mm-hmm. as they have. Okay. And they love each other a lot. My mm-hmm. parents are solid. But for me, it's like, I'm kind of wild. So, you yeah. know, I don't want to be in charge of, like, two or three meals a day at home in addition to all the shit I have to do. Yeah, day to you
0: want to do your own stuff.
1: Exactly. And now we have these, like, food delivery services. What's the point? Yeah. But um, I mean, that's the story I tell people because it kind of reflects how I felt at the mm-hmm. time. Like, there were other parts of the relationship that indicated that, you know, he wanted something from me. Part of, part of the stress that I was going through at the time was the fact that I was, like going to jc the community college um, mm-hmm. back home and i had no like solid plans to graduate anytime soon mm-hmm. i was 22 and i was like ah, i don't know what i'm gonna do yeah and he would talk about like okay when you graduate in two and a half years this is what we're doing and i'm like well i don't know if i can finish by then and i yeah. didn't and he would have been waiting for me this whole time to like go through with the second part of the plan wow. the plan so, like, i can't
0: so okay and Is this where all that, your engagement ended? Yeah. I'm assuming.
1: It happened right before he was, he had written. Okay, so he's Japanese. Mm -hmm. One of his coworkers was Korean. Yeah. So he wrote a letter addressed to my dad about asking for my hand, like, officially. Because there's the ring part, and then there's the asking the father part. Mm. And he did the ring part with me, and we kind of sat on it for a while. Yeah. And then, like... Two and a half months into the engagement, he showed me this letter and it was just, I can't even read Korean very well. I did not understand like one lake of that letter. Yeah. It was like two pages, front and back. Mm. I was like, I don't even know what this says. What are you asking him uh-huh. for? Like a dowry. But it freaked me out. And um we were at the mall, I remember when when we broke up. It was horrible. We you were, were at the at mall the when mall. you broke up? I started crying uh, on in front the of escalator. People. And then we were stuck on the escalator for another ten seconds know we like trudged over
0: that's like a movie scene right there <laughs> it was
1: oh he and i have so many okay one time we kissed at the uh, train station as the train was leaving that was another good one oh, i miss him a lot he was very romantic, romantic. anyway mm-hmm. yeah so yeah the letter freaked me out the plans freaked me out the moving in with the mom to learn how to cook definitely. yeah
0: that, i i hope that well to each his own but yeah i don't pretty i don't agree with that
1: he was a very nice man Mm -hmm. and he loved me a lot his password was i love sue on his computer so he really cared about me but he Uh didn't really know how to love me
0: yeah what's some of the ways that you think you would have been able to be loved by him
1: Mm. i don't know that it could have worked out i don't I don't think that he should or could have changed in ways that I needed.
0: Did you ever talk to him about it? Like, hey, I don't really want to be cooking for you after work. Or I don't want to do this. I have my own plans.
1: Nope.
0: No? No. You never brought that uh, up to him?
1: I cut my losses and ran away. Oh, okay. I ran. Yeah, But, you know, what do you expect a scared kid to do? Like and from that i jumped mm-hmm. right into my next relationship um, how many months lesson. after don't ask me that question <laughs> okay months maybe
0: what so not even a year after you're engaged no no you're done with your engagement
1: way less than a year it was way less than a year it was uh less than three months damn and it was someone i knew He and I stayed together for, I would say, four years.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think
1: no, it wasn't four. It was between twenty two and twenty five.
0: So, what's some of the things that you learned from your this relationship that you're engaged that you brought to your new relationship, or did you kind of just keep doing the same things and just hoping that things would change, or Tell me your side of the story.
1: I have a good one for you. Yeah. It might not be a metaphor, but it could be. So, bear so with okay. me here. So, my third boyfriend. hmm I don't know. I should give him a name. Hold on. Let's call him Dennis. Dennis. It's okay. It's not Dennis. But, um, Dennis and I, right when we were starting out, like, we decided to book this nice hotel room, like, mm-hmm. in Long Beach or something. It was, like, fancy. It was a fancy hotel. And nice. We, we were planning to, like, get down, you know? Yeah. So... I packed a bunch of shit with me that I was like, I don't know what kind of clothes we're going to need tomorrow. And I put all my, like, fishnet tights in there. Yeah. Because the guy that I was with before him Uh was really into fishnet tights.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I hear a lot with guys like fishnets. I don't know what it is, but I've been hearing that lately.
1: I had Uh, this, like, like, full-body fishnet shit going (laughs) on. Yeah, full-body, too. (laughs) It's not, like, just, like,
0: the thighs. It's, like, full-on fishnets. Hey, so each his own. I don't judge.
1: So, um like immediately went into like thinking like what turned my old boyfriend on Uh and brought that to the table with this new guy. Okay. And like he freaked out. He was like, I'm not into this. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. Mm. And it was just fishnets. I was like, Mm?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> show up out of the closet open the doors boom
1: no he didn't you freak like out this? he was just like <laughs> that's nice why do you have so many like what's the deal here and yeah. so i had to like confront the fact that i was like oh yeah the other guy was into this i guess this guess is not your thing i don't know um, a little embarrassing but i also realized like when you jump from one thing to this is the, where you the metaphor begins yeah. <laughs> like not everything works for this guy as so it will for this guy so mm-hmm. i was like okay
0: but you learned, though. You, you took that and you said, okay, this guy doesn't like this. Let me switch it up for him.
1: Uh, yes. We were a good couple. We were a very public couple in, in that we, like, went to stuff together all the time. And this yeah. is what I'm talking about when it's, like, creating an identity based on a relationship. Mm-hmm. We'd never go anywhere without each other. Or we would, but it wouldn't be, like, normal. Mm. people expected to see me when he was around and if he was around they'd ask him where i was and i'd probably be like right around the corner somewhere so we traveled together we were a team it was a really good relationship on that side we were both trying to cultivate something
0: hold on let me back up a little bit so you said with this guy dennis you guys are always together but in your other one you said you kind of like doing your own thing or you're you said wowed yeah
1: it's weird
0: so with that guy which the dude you're engaged with you kind of did your own thing more -hmm. of the time and you guys weren't together as much as with dennis
1: yeah um that's interesting yeah dennis and i have a lot more in common as far as like i'm a gamer and he's A gamer Uh like so we used to play like league of legends together and world of warcraft and whatever just any kind of games um we had the same friends so anytime all of us because we knew each other's friends first we were already in the same group Mm -hmm. so it just made it easier to be together all the time and then we got codependent we got looped into each other's identities yeah so that sucks because i kind of lost sense of who i was for a while i
0: feel yeah that's the the muddy water situation where you don't want to do that just because like one of you guys falls both of you fall
1: yeah i mean i think part of it was always trying to be who i was supposed to be which is Mm -hmm. something i was trying to get out of in the first place with the other guys the fact that i went right back and i mean i'm just realizing this now too is that at the end of the day i think they're all good experiences yeah like i've learned so much from those relationships dennis was a good boyfriend he was they were all good to me yeah but i came to a a really bad point of my life after dennis and i broke up Mm -hmm. because as i said earlier we shared friends right so i broke up with him because i was no longer feeling like the same way you know i I wasn't loving him i kind of dreaded hanging out not because i didn't care about him but just because, like, I couldn't hide the fact that I didn't feel the same, and then how did you take it? I mean, he was pretty unhappy for a while, mm-hmm. and this I heard from mutual friends. But then, um. Once in a while, we'd see each other on League of Legends. And so we'd, like, play a couple games okay. together. And it kind of helped with the closure, <laughs> knowing that nice. we both had nothing to do. And we're just hanging out on the video mm-hmm. games. Like, yeah, I feel you there. You know, it's not like I'm, you know, broke up with you and then went clubbing every night for two months straight. It's not like that. Did he
0: try getting back with you after this breakup? or?
1: Yes. But uh-huh. I told him that I couldn't do it. and like, yeah. And he respected that. So he's a good guy they all are but <clears throat> when we broke up i was going to school in northridge mm-hmm. and i decided to just move to northridge for real like i okay. had an apartment there but i came back every weekend to see my boyfriend mm. and then i was like you know what i'm not coming back anymore like yeah this is not good but as a result he kept all the friends and I stopped oh. talking to all, almost all of them. I still have a few friends from that group. That's a group that rolled pretty deep. We had like fifteen yeah. people just Damn. coming in and out. Like it was a great group of people, and I missed them a lot. But you know, just you just, deep. We couldn't hang out with each other anymore. Yeah. So when the breakup happened, I just lost all my friends, and that's one of the reasons that's I hard. put it off for so long because yeah. I knew that this was going to be a problem. Damn. So you're it like really single.
0: Hard. You lost most of your closest friends i'm assuming mm. and but at least you're busy you're going to school okay
1: no i uh almost dropped out
0: you I, almost dropped out damn So
1: i was going through like some major depression at the time it's the longest damn. i've been without a boyfriend and i didn't i felt so crummy i didn't want to like try and find somebody uh-huh i was in a new city where you know
0: <clears throat> damn that's It's hard just so to different believe. from where
1: i'm from so for me it was um, like a year of kind of struggling with that and during that time like I became chemically dependent. Mm.
0: And
1: that that's the thing that really kept me in that position.
0: How long were you feeling like that? Like
1: I don't know. Was it know. throughout I mean, the whole entire semester? It was over two. it was over a year, it was maybe a year wow. and a half. So you're
0: the like, one who broke up, but yet you still felt some type of way.
1: I felt way worse than he did. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> we haven't Damn, talked about that's it. That's very strong of you. to do. Way. But, like, I had n- nothing to stand on. I'm the one who broke up with him. And, yeah. You know, geographical convenience states that all the friends that are out in Orange County still, you know, it's just... Simpler for them to accept the reality that Sue's gone now.
0: Oh, you're from Orange County? Cool. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Orange County. I'm from there too.
1: All right. Um, I have mixed feelings about the place, uh-huh. but uh, you can probably understand why. Yeah. Uh, anytime I go back home, I'm like kind of watching my six just to see ah. if I see any old friends. And not because I don't want to see them, actually. Yeah. I want to notice them. And I'm also curious if they'll say hi to me.
0: hmm. Mm. It's very hard to break up with someone when you guys share the same group. But at the same time, it kind of makes you in a position where you're uncomfortable. And to me, that's always when you grow the most from. Mm -hmm. So, how were you dealing with this uncomfortableness? I know you're selling, you said you're feeling depressed, but at what point did you, I guess, just overcome that depression or are you still or did that just linger on still
1: um during that time i was 26 Mm -hmm. and i was going through the worst of it i wouldn't get up for like days i would only get up to eat or use the bathroom Mm -hmm. um wow i'm not going to go into details about my chemical dependence Mm -hmm. but it was bad enough that I almost died one time. Wow. My heart stopped. Like it was terrifying. And mm-hmm. this this only ties into the relationship aspect of my life because well one like when you're in that position you don't want to be around people.
0: You, yeah. You don't want to be dating, you don't want to yeah. be even
1: around your friends. So I avoided my family and everybody in my life at mm-hmm. that point. Um but well, a friend of mine saw what was happening to me and he didn't he, he was not happy about it. Um, he recommended for me to go to Peru and like stay with a family that he had stayed with back there Mm -hmm. and to do a retreat um, to get clean and to take something called ayahuasca. Okay. Which is, it's a psychedelic brew made from two major plants that grow in the Amazon. Damn. Um, but they grow very separate from each other, so it's kind of a miracle that they were ever married to begin with. Yeah. One is called the ayahuasca vine. Yeah. And that has the DMT in it, and then there's okay. another there's another plant. Um, I forgot the name. I think it might be chacruna, but mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Um, which is an MAOI inhibitor, which mm. activates the DMT when taken orally. So Damn. if you just take the ayahuasca yeah. vine and won't do anything, you have to take the MOI inhibitor. But the result of that entire experience was a sense of total independence, which I've never really experienced before that. Freedom from my own the, mind.
0: Um, yeah, that's like one of the best feelings ever.
1: The downside is I haven't been in a true relationship since then. And that but was four years ago.
0: Do you even feel like you need that at this point? Because I feel from your vibe right now that you're okay with that.
1: Yeah, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already decided that I don't want children. Yeah, this, that's a
0: pretty big choice too.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's helpful to know that now instead of after the fact. But uh, yeah, I don't want kids and I'm pretty focused on my career, too. So mm. it's kind of worked out. I'm okay. not in any specific hurry. Yeah. Although I do miss being in a relationship. I miss it.
0: Have you been dating, though, at least since your last relationship? Hey, are you on Tinder? Are you on Bumble? Are you Do you just meet people, friends of friends?
1: I think I tried plenty of fish. And I think I tried okay cupid or something like that but um i yeah nothing really came from that i didn't meet anyone i liked there was one guy i liked um charlie he's cool but he lives in thailand now so uh, i know how to pick him
0: shout out to charlie
1: what's up charlie
0: so but nothing too serious and is that more of your choice or is just that's that's where the relationships have gone
1: nothing serious yeah I mean Charlie and I like went on a, a few dates and I uh-huh. like him but yeah that's like that's like the most serious it's been and he's the only one whose name I remember so <laughs> that's, that's why I mentioned damn. it damn <laughs> I mean only I didn't guy. like fuck those guys or anything we went on a date and I didn't really like them you know what it felt as if they were taking me to the same bar that they took like every date that they got on those mm. like app, app things and like the bartender knew them a little too well and I'm like I don't I don't like this I don't want to be
0: hey fellas honest. switch it up
1: yeah switch it up
0: so you've been just so people know you will like myself too i work in an entertainment industry is there any challenges working because i guess just work in general too because you put in a lot of hours at your job what's how do you even find dates and how do you even go about it
1: Mm, i don't really actively date Uh uh-huh um
0: and is that your choice or is that just because that's your circumstances because of work?
1: I'm going to call it my choice. But mm. I'm a production assistant, by the way. Mm-hmm. I work on set and we have really long hours.
0: Yeah, working on not set is no joke.
1: 70 hour weeks are normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's just the time I'm there. The drive time is like ridiculous. But anyway. I love what I do. I love being part of a team. And so that's great. But it is a little distracting because that kind of feels like my family. Mm. And, you know, like all the people I know or the people I see every day on set. So, let's see. Dating in the industry. its It's been kind of a rocky experience. Um, I haven't really been trying. But as I said, you know, ayahuasca kind of cured me of like, the need to be with somebody mm-hmm. which means there's not really a fire under my what under my ass yeah, like, yeah. there's no fire under my ass to, to really date anybody although i am very concerned about getting older because i found a wrinkle the other day you guys
0: it's okay people date when they're like 60 50 70 you got time
1: all right cool <laughs> i'm crossing my fingers here <laughs> um yeah i mean i'm not really feeling pressured right yeah now. especially because my sister just got married and is pregnant so like Ooh, are your woo. parents
0: looking at you now like hey no,
1: they're looking at me less <laughs> all they wanted was a grandkid they didn't okay care who oh, provided
0: so it. whoever came first with yeah. the grandkid it's
1: like all right that bought me a couple no years pun. thanks thanks sister nice
0: right, so you're happy being single mm-hmm. you don't feel like you need to be rushed in any type of relationship
1: yeah for me I think one thing I really want to share with people is the power that comes from loving yourself Mm -hmm. because I know I did love myself like here and there before I did the thing. But the best lesson that I got, the biggest lesson that I got from, from drinking ayahuasca was to love myself as a point of requirement. Like it's, it's your, it's your ground zero. Mm -hmm. And from there you can build new shit. But if you try to build on anything except loving yourself, it's all fake. Like yeah. if you try to build on, you know, being like a really good business person or, you know, being the best model or whatever, that stuff is going to end. Mm-hmm. But self-love doesn't end until you're dead. So that's mm-hmm. the thing that you get to keep with you no matter what happens. So like there's no there's no um, grasping at anything now because I have the thing I need. So,
0: And you felt that was missing before or you were looking for it in your past relationships?
1: It wasn't like a palpable thing, Mm. but I have that now. So, you know, it's like an armor and people can't hurt me if I still have that. I mean, they probably could, but it wouldn't be as bad.
0: Yeah, I feel you're a lot stronger now from that third breakup that you had that left you Pretty sad or depressed, as you said.
1: Yeah, and it's funny he doesn't know about how I was so like alone and feeling worthless and all that stuff. Like I didn't want to tell him that. And the funny thing is, I don't feel like I have to tell him that now. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's kind of great.
0: Yeah, I feel both of you guys are probably just going in your own paths and just living your life.
1: You want to hear something awesome? What? Okay. Um, My first boyfriend is married to a beautiful Thai woman. Uh My second boyfriend is married to his former boss, a really, (laughs) really hot Japanese girl, and they have a kid. My third boyfriend is with uh, a girl that he's been with since, I don't know, four years ago? Uh Something like that. And they're, like, a strong-ass couple. So, I feel really awesome about that. It's like, yay, they're You're all... The starter wife. <laughs> <laughs> they all, like, you know, planted their seeds, did their garden. I'm happy that they're happy. They're way happier now than they were when they were with me. I'm not going to let that reflect poorly on me. I want to say that that's a good thing.
0: No, that's... I, I'm pretty... I'm stoked that you feel happy for them because... Yeah, you actually you're smiling. All that like, yo, you're really excited to tell me how your exes are doing. I don't think a lot of people would say that stuff. I think uh, they would probably be the opposite just not want to know anything about their ex. so That's cool that you know how they're doing and all that.
1: Um, yeah, I'm I'm happy that they're happy, and I'm part of the thing is like I didn't date losers. You know, they were mm-hmm. all really cool people. Yeah, they, there's a reason I loved them. And mm-hmm. I want to think there's a reason they loved me. So, and this is before I learned to find my voice and all that stuff. Um, you know, I think who, another lesson that I learned was, you know, what is you and what is me? It's mm. like, what is your responsibility? What is my responsibility? And let's not get them confused. Yeah. Because when I was with Dennis, those things got confused. And that's why we became codependent.
0: Yeah. Oh, um, man.
1: So I'd like to avoid that situation in the future.
0: Yeah, and I think it also goes when your partner is really independent and likes doing their own thing at the time, too.
1: I definitely need that now. There's no time for anything else because of a... Uh... Oh, thank you, Anthony. He's pouring me a glass of wine.
0: Producer Anthony just comes through, man.
1: Producing the wine.
0: What advice or any advice that you just want to give out to the listeners?
1: Um, yeah, love yourself and um figure out what's the other person and what's you
0: appreciate it thank you sue and keep on listening and subscribing so as you heard there's a lot of things that go into marriage and not only that just finding yourself going on trips and man in the times that you are single enjoy that because you're not always gonna have that so do the mess do the best you can when you are single find yourself go on these trips go with your friends just man so much time and but yeah it's always good to have that partner too not complaining it's always good to just be with someone that gets you just make sure they're right or whatever reason you with them it's always for the right one so appreciate you guys tuning in for another episode follow me on social media loverboy loso on instagram loverboy loso twitter and the facebook pages i think i love you thank you and peace out everyone